Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Drive Through HR, the HR's world's longest-running continuous HR talk show. At least that's the label that I'm giving us today, and I don't think we can prove otherwise. So I'm really excited for everyone to listen in to one of my favorite people, Shannon Pritchett. But before we introduce I, Shannon, I can talk. I'd like to say hi to my other co-host. Robin Schooling, who I never get to do shows with anymore, so this is super exciting. Hey, Robin. I know. Hey, Crystal. It is. Uh, I don't know what. I don't, I don't know. Somehow our uh, our calendars and show dates and everything just never seem to sync up. So this is fantastic to to get uh, to get on the phone with you as well as our wonderful guest, who I can't wait to talk to. Yes. Yeah, so it is a show by the ladies today. Shannon Pritchett, how are you doing? No one can introduce you quite the way you can yourself. So I'm going to turn it over to you for introductions. And how are you? Hey, no, I'm doing wonderful. It's such an honor to be here with uh, you and Robin. And so thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I guess an introduction for myself is, um, geez, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of different roles with NTA. Um, <laughs> currently, I'm at HireTool, um, running the community Everyone. Um, also have a bit of marketing responsibilities on the higher tool side as well. And uh, I was last with Career Crossroads. Before that, I uh, was running SourceCon and then leading sourcing with Manpower Group and training at Airs. And I guess you can say I pretty much have done it all so far. <laughs> you know, I think that the careers, it's, it's interesting to me. Like our parents' generation, they were they wore one, maybe two hats, right? Like that's that's what they did. This is what I am. This is who I am. And it was very much wrapped into our identity. And I think for our generation, like we're putting on a lot of different hats, right? And I think mm-hmm. our, our kids will do it even more so. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you run the gamut. And, and I think that that's great. I am so glad that you joined us today. Um, and then – I I think something you didn't even mention, but we put in your bio, it's like you also do coaching and you've also, you do, you have journalism responsibilities, I think, in your job, but you have a, a background in journalism as well, which is fantastic, <laughs> you know, when you think about the amount of content that TA puts out. Oh, I know. It, it's such um, a, a good skill that kind of has led into, like, the research component of, of what we do within recruiting that. I didn't think I'd really take advantage of until, you know, I got into writing and blogging about 10 years ago and then eventually editing. So that degree actually paid off. But for a while, it was one of those where 
I was kind of like, uh, yeah, one of those degrees where I checked the box and not using again, but no, it uh, definitely has paid off, um, you know, so and at least until we get uh, the recruiting degrees straightened out, I think it was a good <laughs> choice. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I love wearing the different hats and, uh, you know, I, I, I coach swimming too. Um, that's what uh, I do every morning and uh, in the fall, every evening. Um, I've been doing that for like 15 years. Um, absolutely love staying involved in the sport. And Olympic trials are airing right now for swimming. So um, it's just so fun being a fan uh, and watching all these, like, wonderful athletes, like, achieve tasks and times and, you know, achievements that I could only dream about. So I'm just a kid in the candy store. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um Robin, what about you? Have you worn a bunch of different hats in your career? Has it been pretty, pretty steady on? Yeah, you know, I, I, I have, I, I have, and I haven't. I mean, I think I, in many ways, I took a somewhat linear, um, you know, road. Um, I'd say, especially at least for the first ten years or so. Um, but I guess where I look at where I wore different hats, and I did this very purposefully is um going going from generalist to specialist back and forth so i would i started in recruiting then went into hr hr director you know let me get that generalist stuff under my hat nope now i'm done kind of done with that a little bit now i want to go back in house and just and be a a, a management uh you know, manager in a recruiting function again, went back into recruiting, went back out, was a uh, HR director again, went back in-house, became a recruiting manager again. So kind of in and out, um, small to large companies, that sort of thing. So linear but not. Um, mm-hmm. Different industries and different, you know, just kind of I think I think what we all do is we bring – every little nugget from one experience to the next experience, and it just kind of, you know, it's like building a, a Lego or, a, you know, Jenga or something. Jenga, maybe, and we just hope it doesn't fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, someone, as someone whose career Jenga has fallen a couple of times, um, <laughs> and I can say, like, even when it does fall, you can get back up and, and start yep. over again. And, like, for, for me, I started in marketing, and so, you know, it didn't, like HR wasn't really something I was all that cognizant of outside of just like some bad experiences as a teenager where HR could have stepped in and right. made it better, but didn't know they existed until I went to reapply at a company that I had left because of a, a manager who had harassed me at 16. Um, and so my parents made me quit, right? And so at like 19 or 20, I went to go apply for this this company. And I found out I was un- ineligible for employment. I was like, how? Huh. Like, I haven't even really worked. What are you talking about? And so then, you know, they're like, well, you didn't give notice. And I was like, 40 year old boss was trying to get appropriate. And she's like, what? I feel like that's okay, right? Like, aren't you guys supposed to be the people that make this all okay? And, uh, and they're like, no, that's not really what we do. <laughs> and that was my, my only experience with HR until I was in my 30s, <laughs> or almost 30s. Um, and so, so I was in marketing, and then I uh, got divorced after owning my own business and, and doing some things um, in the marketing world, and I was dating a recruiter who said, like, literally said, you talk all the time, and there's a job that will pay you for that. Like, you should do what I do. Um, but on the mm-hmm. agency side, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get my commercial real estate license. It's more marketing-driven. It's what I know. And he laughed at me and then put in my application at Kay Bassman, who hired me. 
So that's how I got my job in an agency search. So that was, you know, 2003, four, somewhere in there. <laughs> and then I moved to the HR, and then I did training and development, and then I did, like, I, I went to do in-house recruiting and ended up running HR. I did learning and development and, and recruitment marketing and employer branding and all of these things, right? And I bring all of this together not only just to say that we wear a lot of hats, but HR and, and talent acquisition, it's a really big um, space, and there's room for everyone, which I think yep, leads yep. to, Shannon, what you're doing. Yeah. So Absolutely. So we see a lot of it, too, with, like, the merging of, like, management field, um, right, where you're seeing a lot of HR go into talent management, which crosses over to TA, and I know a lot of TA leaders who have made the, the switch over to talent management. And so, um, you know, it's a, the two are going to be more different yet so complementary of each other. Um, absolutely. And, and we're starting to dabble in that, too, on the higher tool side. Um, you know, it's like for a while we've been marketing towards, like, the practitioners, and now what I'm trying to do is, as, as I navigate the, the career of a of, of marketer, is figure out, okay, now how can we better position it, uh, our product, towards the HR uh, side of things. And so, um, you know, there's, there's events and, and people I never thought I'd interact with that I'm really starting to get involved in, and it's, it's absolutely fascinating how we're all connected. And it's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's why we all are so passionate. We like this industry so much. It's because, you know, it's, you know, for example, like let's say you are a nurse, right? You know, yes, you can interact with doctors and technicians and, and tons of other people like, you know, at the hospital, right? Just like you would with any other company. But with us, is our, we can actually see our jobs cross into so many different territories and we can bounce and shift in so many different roles all under mm-hmm. one job industry, which makes it so fun and, and so exciting and also makes, like, the you know, career ladder. Um, so, I guess sideways is not much of a ladder. <laughs> it's more like the a lattice, mess. the career ladder. It's like a handicap ramp, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but uh, yeah, it's, I think that's why I like this industry so much is, you know, it's the people and what we do and, and um, what we deliver um, and, the, and the, you know, sure point that we can flex in so many different um, mm-hmm. categories. And, you know, we can bring in branding, too, as a completely another topic, right? So it's just mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it, it's funny. I A few times a year I end up talking with, or, a, like, different um, education uh, institutions, so lecturing, guest lecturing, whatever. And um, this, this year it's been with my MBA program. We just finished our human resources module and, like, talking to the different cohorts that I'm going to school with about, like, just the breadth of HR and how much bigger it's gotten mm-hmm. um, than, you know, certainly from 80 years ago when it really became a discipline, but but more so – or 60 years ago, rather. But um, – but even in the last five to ten years, I feel like it's expanded out so much and continues to do so. And now when you talk about branding, you know, we've got employer branding, which for a long time, um, relative to its age, was really about uh, marketing the, the company as an employer. But when you dig into it, there's also, there's also issues around, you know, workplace belonging and psychological safety in the workforce and, and things that aren't communication, but they're also not marketing, right? And yeah. so it's really looking at the experience that the employee has 
So what is the employer providing? What kind of experience are they providing? Is it safe? Does it help well-being? Does it help promote who they are? That's a whole new discipline that is in between, like, OD uh, <laughs> communications development and, and employer branding. So there's a lot of intersectionality, I guess, in, in HR and, and certainly in NTA as well. So when we look at that, I think about what you're doing with everyone and kind of go, like, is this the space where all of these things can finally blend together? Like, what are you yep. trying to achieve with everyone? And, and moreover, what is everyone? So normally we would ask what's keeping you up at night. I assume it's everyone. So, <laughs> why don't you tell our listeners about it? Yeah. Um, so everyone was an idea that I've had in the back of my head for a while. Um, and Stephen Yang from Higher Tools called me out of the blue, um, and he said, hey, I need you to build a community for me. And I said, absolutely not. I am not building a vendor uh, community. I was like, you guys can do that on your own. Um, good luck. You know, it's, it's very hard. Um, you know, the ROI is low. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just not into vendor-based communities. And he's like, no, I don't want this to be a vendor-based community. He's like, I'm going to give you a budget, and I want to um, basically, you know, let this be goodwill on the higher tool side, and, you know, you can build any community that you want. I said, you know, are you serious? Because, you know, I have a lot of ideas, and um, I've been involved with two very large and very successful communities in our space, you know, with Career Crossroads and SourceCon. And, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of know how to do it right, and, and I know how um, communities should operate, but we haven't been able to. And, and uh, so he's like, absolutely, you have my blessing. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want any measurement that I have to report back to the business or anything like that. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, this is just us wanting to do something to give back to an industry that's given so much to us. And, and, and so, you know, it's kind of their brand development, I, I guess you can say, uh, or business development plan uh, is through everyone. And so my vision for this was, like, create one giant community that can encompass all the mitzvahs, right? The sourcers, the recruiters, the HR practitioners, the bloggers, the branders, the, the analysts, everyone, and try to remove the roadblocks that we face on a daily basis. Um, so I, I go back to when I was an actual recruiter, you know, a long time ago, 10 plus years, and I remember working for this billion-dollar company, multi-billion-dollar company, um, and I was at, like, a crossroads where I knew I could get better at my job, and there was no training, and there was no one to show me, you know, what to do. I, I sat in the call center where I did recruiting, and I worked with, like, five other HR professionals, and, and they didn't know recruiting at all. And I was like, okay, how am I ever going to advance if I don't know how to improve? Um, and, you know, this company should be paying us or, or instead of paying us, training us. And then, uh, you know, then I didn't know, okay, well, who do I talk to? Where do I go? Do I need a mentor? Do, do, what do I need? And, and the best solution I came up with, and I think this obstacle at several different large companies, was, okay, uh, when I, I'm at the top, I need to leave. And I think so many employers lose so much talent, especially in that younger age, just because they get to a point where they need to grow. And my always thought was, okay, what if you like your company? And what if you're stuck there? And what if they just aren't providing you the resources? That is not at a fault of your own. So we wanted to create a community where we can actually provide these resources for you. And so, for example, if you need training, okay, well, we're going to 
provide you with training resources on our site. You want good content? Okay, we got that too. You want a mentor? Well, we're going to work on a mentor match. You know, you want to come together in a communal setting, have awesome networking events? We're going to provide that too. But we kind of wanted to be, we didn't want to be a competitive community. Like, I don't want to compete against all the other communities within our industry. Oh my God, there's probably 60, 70. You know, we kind of want to be that community that also other communities. So, for example, if, you know, there's uh, another I, – I just don't want to call out communities right now, but if there's another community uh, that wants to advertise their events and stuff like that, then absolutely. Um, you want to advertise your conference, um, your blog, or anything you're working on, your training services, you know, we're going to be here to do that. And that was something that I was not able to do with my last job because we were responsible for, you know, selling conference tickets, which is how I got paid, how um, mm-hmm. a lot of families said. Um, so it was very important for us just to stick to our brand and, and what works and what makes us money. Um, and then my last company, you know, was a membership fee, and it came with a lot of strict rules on what we can say and, and do and stuff like that when you're in there. Um, and so I kind of want to scrap all the rules. And, you know, it's, we're not trying to sell you anything. Um, we're not trying to make money off of you. Um, we're, we have a separate database that we're using to, um, of course, track and manage and keep, you know, keep everyone's information fresh and stuff like that. That's completely different than the Hire Tools database. And we really just want to be that, you know, one community where you can go to be like, awesome, I got what I was looking for. This is exactly it. I'm going to go on to a different community next, right? And so um, kind of that, you know, community that encompasses everyone within TA. So kind of a long day. But you want to be the hub. We want to be the hub. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Is our branding and marketing for uh, they're fabulous to work with. Shout out to Red Brands Media. She uh, calls us the base camp. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. Base I'm sure base camp would appreciate that shout out right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. They've uh, they're helping us uh, get off and running. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. So you know, you start at a company, you have to learn the company, and then uh, release a whole new brand uh, product. Um, in a matter of, you know, eight weeks, um, but we, we pulled it together. So, um, you know, I'm very proud of the initial launch. And if you go to the website now, it's everyone.us or everyone.us. Um, we didn't uh, take the United States domain. Uh, we wanted that we like the word us. And, well, to be frank, it's a lot cheaper than .com. Um, so it's evry1.us. Um, and uh, just, we just have some basic content, some really good content up from Jan Tegza and Dean DaCosta and Greg Hawk. And then you'll start seeing the website evolve slowly each quarter as we um, iron out the kinks and get more and more stuff implemented. But um, mm-hmm. there's a lot I'm undoing. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I think there's still room for more communities, and we hope we can launch some more through us as well. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I I personally was looking at the job board, um, and what what are your <clears throat> what are your plans with the job board? Do you are you looking to do that as a as a um, uh, the, uh, folks will pay a fee to post their jobs, or is it uh, is it free or may change or? Yeah, it's going to be completely free. Um, there's a lot of um, you know job boards for people within town acquisition um, that, that charge money. Um, again, we're not looking to make any money off of this. We have everything yeah. we need to hire to employees. Um, so this is just to, you know, help recruiters get their positions out. We want it to stick within TA, um, yep. you know, so 
not going to be the place to advertise uh, for positions that aren't a part affiliated with our community. Um, but again, it's part of our no catch gimmick that, uh, you know, hey, if you have a job, you want to post it, you want to find a job, it's on our site. Um, yep. We're just trying to help get the word out, especially for some of those smaller companies that, you know, um, yep. that's going to be something that I really want to tackle, Robin, staffing firms. Um, that's been mm-hmm. a goal as at, at SourceCon, right? There's the corporate mm-hmm. that we interact with. And then I would say two-thirds of our industry that are actual recruiters um, are probably on the third-party search side, and we just don't see them at events because, you know, they work for mom-and-pop shop or their sales yep. and stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it's, those are, are also people I want to start targeting and reaching out to that might not have the budget. Um, and so, you know, it's just going to be a little something for everyone, no cash, no gimmick, you just post your job, apply for a job, et cetera. Beautiful. Everything. <laughs> I love it. What are, what are your, what are your visions, um, and your long-term plan? And I guess I'm, you know, I don't know. I feel like, good God, I can't believe it. We're halfway through 2021 already, but. Um, probably looking into next year, do you anticipate um, having events? Do you think you'll yes, get into yes. the event space then? Yeah, we actually have events scheduled already May 10th and 11th, um, 2022 in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And um, what I want our events to focus around um, is, is two things. One, um, it's, I want people to be able to come to our events. Now, we are going to charge for events. If you have ever helped put on a conference, and I know you both have, um, yeah. there's no way to have everyone come in. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's just planning purposes and stuff like that. You need to charge something. So we're going to charge a minimal fee, um, not to break even, but uh, just to make sure you show up so we can, yep, uh, yep. you know, deals in advance, I guess you can say. Um but uh, what I like to our events and everything, I want people to be able to come to our events and have a good time, learn some knowledge, develop more meaningful relationships, and leave feeling better about yourself, your job, and your Like, I take a look at all the events that I've attended that I've loved, and there's a combination of various different things at events, right? There's either a ton of knowledge kind of like a data dump, right, where you're going and this is great. Or, you know, there's some conferences that you go and it's kind of like you go because you have to and it's like, eh, they're okay, but you're there just for the networking. And there's conferences that really do a kick-ass job of entertaining where you go, you have a great time, um, you saw some cool concerts, you met a lot of good people, and you took advantage of, um, you know, someone's insanely large budget. So I want to combine all of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, to me, it's like how can we have a conference that's going to be entertaining and educational uh, and, and yet people can, you know, leave and feel rejuvenated about themselves. Um, a huge part of what we want to do on everyone is not so much to focus about the profession but about the individual as well. Um, and, you know, that's what we want to do through mentorships and also mental health resources. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so some of the content that we'll have um, producing, you know, we'll have content around learning how to meditate, um, learning how to, you know, de-stress throughout the day. Um, you know, we're definitely going to make mental health a priority with our website. Um, I just kind of think if we're going to be one of those communities that want to change the industry and make it better, well, then we need to start with each other first. Um, and so that's going to be another initiative that we really want to get across, and you'll see in some of our events. Um, you know, perhaps that you need a break and you want to go on a hike or do a quick yoga section or, you know, 
find a lounge to relax in. Um, that's yep. okay. We're going to provide that. Um, if you want to go and get your, you know, your money's worth, I guess you can say, and learn some badass stuff that you can take back to your team. Okay, we'll have that in a room too. So, um, you know, that's kind of a the, the different spectrum um, that we want to achieve. But it starts with the individual first, and then my long-term plan is, you know, let's improve ourselves and then let's improve the industry. Um, so I, I definitely have a slow growth plan for this. Um, where I think it's going to be, you know, really powerful once we get into 2023, um, you know, with people coming to us just to simply better themselves and to better their other communities that they're a part in as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. I mean, so on the drive through we're looking at mental health over the next couple of weeks as well. Um, next week we'll be spending – I think it's next week. Um, <laughs> last week I was like, next week, join us with Jason Sides. And then I was like, wait, no, it's not the 15th. It's the following week. So next week we have Jason Sides on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we're exploring grief. I mean, coming out of the pandemic, there is a lot of, of just weight that people are carrying and a lot of grief um, from things that have been lost, that people experiences, jobs, et cetera. And so we're going to tackle that um, next week in a three-part series. And then the following week, we're looking at Robin Erickson on Tuesday. Um, We just taped her show today, actually. And so one of the things that we were talking about is well-being at work and and how mental health is really difficult to to talk about um, with your coworkers and with your employers. And so if you can't talk about it, how do you get that support? And so then she'll be joining us again at the beginning of July with new research on that topic. So, you know, I, I love hearing if that's something that your community is going to address as well, because it's just so timely and so needed. Absolutely. It's very timely. And I think the pandemic shed a lot of light, you know, on us for it. And I think you are interviewing two um, amazing people who have experienced trauma um, that they have been very open with. Um, that can, you know, offer their firsthand experiences. Um, you know, for me, um, during the pandemic, I became a new mom. Um, and and mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. well, it was, you know, um, the greatest gift I've ever received. But at the same time, you know, trying to balance it all was just too much. And reading some of the statistics that were coming out um, the pandemic, Jerry Crispin and I were both so passionate about this that, you know, three-fourths of women um, were contemplating leaving the workforce, you know, 75% women. And these weren't lower-level positions. My first, you know, inclination was like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you know, need to provide home care, you know, that's costly, you know, balance the budget. No, these were all executive-type women, but it was just way too much on them. Um, and, and so and, and I felt that, too. I mean, there were often times in the past year that I really, really wanted to leave industry myself. Um, and just be a mom because it was just too much to balance. And, you know, I didn't want to fall into it and be a statistic. And I think this new um, path that I'm on has kind of re-sparked my passion uh, for, for what I'm doing. Um, but those numbers that were um, distributed throughout the pandemic, especially in, in terms of women at work, were very disturbing. Um, you know, we kind of coined the face in a recession, um, and I think it needs to be addressed. I don't think it's over with. And I, I think, I hope these large organizations take a look at it and start offering these resources um, either so we can get back to our 2019 numbers. And I'm not talking about, um, uh, you know, full-time work. I mean, 
2019, we had the majority of women uh, that were working, and, and now, you know, the pandemic completely changed that for us. And it's, you know, how do we as women, first off, uh, you know, raise the bar when it comes to gender parity, but at the same time, you know, now we're looking at getting us back in the workforce in general. And I, you know, applaud you guys for talking about it, and I wish more and more people would talk about it because I think that's a huge issue that I'm surprised I don't hear more about. Well, I think we will hear more about it as we understand more of the impact around it, right? I mean, mental health has been so stigmatized that it's difficult, um, I think, for everyone to be able to talk about it. It's not just stigmatized with each other. It's stigmatized in, in business. It's stigmatized in healthcare. I mean, so, for example, you know, if you admit to an emergency room that you've taken certain medications that's reported back to your insurance and it makes you ineligible to get life insurance. If you, I mean, there's so many different ways that mental health is stigmatized. And so if we can't openly talk about it, then it's difficult to be able to really support one another. Yep. We have to take away the barriers, I think, around that. And obviously, we're not going to solve the insurance issue from a healthcare perspective, but um, we, can, we can certainly solve for the, the employee support or begin to solve for the employee support and setting up a more inclusive environment for people to be able to, to show their whole self, right? And I think that moves into a lot of the social justice and um, social equity issues that we're addressing as, as a nation in a broader world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So far. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's end this on a positive note because it is a really <laughs> exciting day for you. Tell us about the launch, if you don't mind. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, launch is going great. Website's up, everyone.us. Um, you know, so you can, everyone can go and check it out. Um, we have a happy hour tonight. Um, you can find information about that happy hour um, by just by all of our different social media handles. Um, it's E-V-R-Y in the number one. Uh, so check that out if you want to join us just to give us a, a toast tonight. And um, I, I know our uh, marketing and web dev team definitely needs uh, some drinks after all they, they pulled off <laughs> to get this site up and going. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's again, we're small now, but we hope to slowly grow. Um, and that's, I think, the best way to do it within our industry. So we're just happy to be a part of another one of many communities for people to come to. And uh, we hope we can provide everyone with the resources that they need to uh, be more successful. Well, if people have questions, do they go to the website? Do they hit you up on the Twitters? What's, where's the best place to find you these days? Yeah, so I'm all over the website. Um, cool thing about our website is uh, you can create profiles. Um, again, we don't share in- information with anyone, including our own uh, employer, hire tool. Uh, this is just um, for uh, site access. Um, my personal email is at evry1.us. Um, so all questions can come to me. And, of course, you can find me, um, uh, you know, on the Twitters and the LinkedIns and the Instagrams. I'm everywhere. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, again, that's Shannon, Shannon S-H-A-N-N-O-N, at E-V-R-Y, and the number one, dot U-S? Yes. Perfect, Crystal. Excellent. My memory has not completely failed me. <laughs> so 
everyone. And I am registering as we speak. Thanks, Robin. Yes, that was going to be my next thing. But for everyone listening in, go to the website. It's really easy to sign up. You're talking about two clicks and you're there. Uh, Definitely worth doing. Big shout out again to Red Branch Media for partnering with you and HireTool to to set up this website. So that's cool. It's just a really slick site. So hopefully you sign up today. For everyone else listening, I think Robin is actually on the drive-thru hosting tomorrow. Is that right? No, um, Michael is. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, you know, I had a 50-50 shot, or maybe maybe a little less than that, because it's a shot. I forgot about Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So for everybody listening, my non-smooth exit here is telling you to uh, to tune in tomorrow to listen to Michael and his guests. And then, of course, on Friday, we will have the host show where we'll talk about um, everything that we've talked about this week with our guests and what's been happening in the world of HR. And there's a few things to talk about, so please tune in. Shannon, congratulations on the launch of your community. It is fantastic. You and Hyrich will really deserve some big props. And I hope that we can have you back again on the drive through soon. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much. I had a blast. It's an honor to be here with both of you. Wonderful. And <laughs> enjoy the happy hour. I'm going to be busy tonight, so I'll be I'll be toasting you from uh, from afar and and not in not with the group. Oh no well, worries. Thank I will you so try much. To join. Yeah, I will try to join, but there will probably be very small two year olds with loud voices joining as well. So. <laughs> Oh, they'll fit right in with with, with my son, Crystal. We're in the same position. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll we'll see you later today. Love. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to take it out. We'll see you tomorrow on the drive-thru. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.